Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, we are on part three of our current teaching series entitled The Great Apostasy and Beyond. And today I will continue to address the Feast of Trumpets, also referred to as Rosh Hashanah, as we consider the strong probability that the rapture of the true Church of Jesus Christ will happen on this fall feast. And while we do not know for certain on which Feast of Trumpets this glorious event will take place, if indeed we are discerning correctly, meaning we do not know if it could be as soon as this coming fall, or a future celebration of the Feast of Trumpets. What we do know is that the Word of God exhorts us to be ready at any moment, in season and out of season, looking for and hastening the day of His coming. Additionally, one thing that must be clarified before we move on with our study of the Feast of Trumpets is that the rapture of God's true Church and His Second Coming are two distinct and separate events. This understanding is critical for correct interpretation regarding the eschatological truths that have been established by his word. This certainty will be confirmed as we delve more deeply into the scriptural facts that support this premise. But some of the main features I will mention here, which highlight that the rapture and second coming are separate events, is that in the rapture, we meet Jesus in the air. He does not come back to earth at that time. In his second coming, he does come back to earth, where his feet rest on the Mount of Olives and splits it in two. The rapture will be sudden and quiet and will involve only God's true born-again believers, both those who have died and those who remain alive when he appears. While the second coming will be witnessed by all and will be a dramatic event. We will get into that a little deeper later on in the study. But for now, please allow me to share a commentary written for Apocalypse Soon, where they write, We find in Leviticus 23 that the festivals of the Lord were appointed times, established as yearly rehearsals, that taught both historically and prophetically the whole plan of God concerning the coming of the Messiah, and the redemption of mankind. The first four feasts have already been fulfilled and we celebrate them historically and spiritually. They are Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits and the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost. Jesus fulfilled the first three feasts in his death, burial and glorious resurrection. Pentecost depicts the birth of his true church comprised of his born again offspring. Collectively, these four spring feasts are considered to be an interrelated whole, where Pentecost is the completion of the process begun at Passover. It is significant that the events which are associated with those spring feasts are considered a unit and are quite distinctive from the fall feast. The last three feasts, which are celebrated in the fall, namely the Feast of Trumpets, Atonement, or Yom Kippur, and the Feast of Tabernacles, are yet to be fulfilled, 
so they remain prophetic in nature. The Feast of Trumpets, or Rosh Hashanah, as it is more commonly known, is the fifth of the seven feasts, and it begins the high holy days or days of all. We know that from the time of the rapture to the end of the tribulation will certainly be days of all. The final seven days in the days of all correspond prophetically to the time of Jacob's trouble or the tribulation. Again, as we have already established, the final three feasts of the seven feasts the Lord has instituted in revelation of his glorious plan of salvation are the Feast of Trumpets or Rosh Hashanah, Atonement or Yom Kippur, and the Feast of Tabernacles or Sukkot. Following this prophetic pattern, the Feast of Trumpets can be tied to the coming rapture of the church, and therefore Yom Kippur will find its prophetic fulfillment when all of Israel is saved at the end of the tribulation. The Feast of Tabernacles will then find its prophetic fulfillment when God once again tabernacles or dwells in the midst of his people during his millennial reign. Here is an overview of the seventh feast of Israel and the messianic significance they hold. Passover, the death of Jesus Christ, unleavened bread, his burial, and first fruits, his glorious resurrection. Pentecost then follows with the birth of his true church. The prophetic significance of the first three feasts was confirmed by Paul the Apostle in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verses 6 to 8, chapter 15, verses 20 to 24. And following the scriptural and prophetic pattern in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 52, he goes on to address the Feast of Trumpets, where at the last trump, the first resurrection of the righteous dead, and the rapture of the true church of Jesus Christ will take place. As we study the prophetic pattern laid out in the seventh feast, there are four months that separate the last spring feast, which is the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost, from the fall feast, indicating a prophetic pause in God's timeline. Historically, it seems that the last 2,000 years have been relatively quiet prophetically. That, however, is changing significantly and has been since the century began. It is becoming more apparent with each new day that we are now entering the season of the fall feast. The month prior to the high holy days is called Elul and is used to call people to repentance and to prepare them to enter the days of awe. With this in mind, let us consider why the Feast of Trumpets which occurs just prior to the days of all, is associated by many prophetic teachers with the rapture of God's true church. The Hebrew name for the Feast of Trumpets, or Rosh Hashanah, is Yom Teruah, or the Day of the Awakening Blast. As mentioned, following are the days of all. This in itself presents a strong case for a pre-tribulation rapture. The coronation of the king, the resurrection of the dead, the joy of the messianic kingdom and the wedding of the Messiah are among the many themes associated with Rosh Hashanah or the Feast of Trumpets. Additionally, a strong theme associated with Teruah is to awake. Teruah can also be translated shout. These themes are reminiscent of 1 Thessalonians 4:15 to 17. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, 
that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall always be with the Lord. This passage is filled with Hebrew idioms that are expressively associated with the Feast of Trumpets, and therefore this passage lends itself as cultural evidence that this feast at some point in the future will be the appointed day of the rapture of the church and the first resurrection of the dead. Since the significant representation of this feast is that of the wedding of the Messiah, let us now examine some of the ancient customs associated with the Jewish wedding to see if there are practices that correspond with many themes of this festival. Prior to the actual betrothal, which was a serious legal transaction, the woman indicated the acceptance of the man's proposal of marriage by drinking a cup of wine. When we drink the wine of communion, we remember him and what it cost him to make us his bride. By this act, we are portraying our acceptance of him as our future groom, savior, and Lord, with commitment to remain faithful to him, so as to be presented to him as a spotless bride. We will get to drink the cup of wine with him again when he drinks the new cup in his father's kingdom. The man would then pay a bride price. Jesus paid for us with his own life and the shedding of his holy, sinless, and precious blood. The groom would then leave for a period of time to build a place for his bride, the wedding chamber. Upon its completion, the bridegroom would go to get her and take her to his home. They would then enter the bridal chamber for a period of seven days to consummate the marriage. Rosh Hashanah, or the Feast of Trumpets, is also known as the Day of Our Concealment. Note that the seven days that we are concealed within the bridal chamber correspond with the seven years of tribulation that will be unleashed by God the Father upon an unbelieving world. When the seven years are completed, we will return with Jesus, and then Yom Kippur and the Feast of Tabernacles will find their prophetic fulfillment. Interestingly, seven is the number of perfection and completion. And therefore, as we follow the sacred pattern woven into the seventh feast of Israel, and the fact that the spring feasts have already been majestically fulfilled by Jesus Christ, the Messiah, it stands to reason with strong probability that the rapture of God's true church will take place on a future fall feast of trumpets, when we who have been given ears to hear will beckon to the blast of the heavenly shofar and the shout of the archangel, and we will dwell intimately in the presence of our Savior and Lord while the days of all are unleashed upon the earth. To the hope of that blessed event, God's people shout Maranatha, and as always, beloved, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you'd like to receive a CD copy of this message or you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 
6-3-0-0-6, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.